Cole, a spiritual experience was had in Charlotte, North Carolina on December 27th, the year of our Lord, 2023. Okay. Because West Virginia is your Duke's Mayo Bowl champions. 30 to 10, knocking off the Tar Heels. Yeah. Sweet Caroline was played. Yeah. Pitt was known what to eat. <laughs> UNC was so confused. They were so confused, but they had a great time as well during Sweet Caroline, not after the game. Okay. Scenes of misery. I saw the. Neil uh, Brown was dumped in Duke's Mayo, and he hated every minute of it. But you know what? I'm going to say it for the first time on this podcast, Cole. That's my coach. That's my coach right there. You win one ball game. We went nine and four, good sir. <laughs> A complete 180. That is my coach. A complete 180. That's my head coach Jesus. right there. That's my head coach. That's my quarterback, Garrett Green. Better watch Well, you, you've been saying that. That's Yes, yeah. yeah. My boy. All right. <laughs> He's my boy. He's my but dog. That's, that's my head coach right there. That's Morgantown. my head coach. That's Neil Brown right there. Oh, Lord. So you want them to extend him for another 10 years? I didn't say extend him, but I, I, <laughs> I do want him back for the 2024 season, all right? Oh, man. It's, all right. it's eight and four is our, is our basement next year. All right. Eight and four is, 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 is basement. Well, folks, you heard it here first. Eight and four, West Virginia. Owen guaranteed it. That's the basement. That's the basement right there. With that, we've got a long episode ahead of us. Uh, we've got to recap some of these bowl games. We're going to preview the remainder of the bowl games coming up in this year and some for next year as well, uh, first day of next year. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. My name's Cole Connor. I'm Owen Spelling. And you're listening to The Panther Pod. Okay, getting into it, Cole. Uh, to just quick reactions because we got a lot to cover in a very little bit amount of time. So, Troy Duke, um, Duke wins seventeen to ten. They are the Birmingham Bowl champions. Uh, looking at key players here, Jalen Coleman for Duke, forty-eight total yards and one touchdown. Running back, uh, Jabri Barber, ten receptions for one hundred and seven yards for Troy. Uh, Jacquez Moore, another running back for Duke, 14 attempts for 73 yards. Uh, Kamani Vidal, running back for Troy, 17 attempts for 79 yards. Um, ugly score. Yeah. Very ugly score. Looking Very at, little to offense. Yeah. Very, very low. Which well, you, you expect because – It's the orphan bowl, okay? Yeah. Both both teams were left by, by their parent, the head coach, okay? Um, so, you know, Troy, John Summerall leaves to go to Tulane, little brother, and uh, Duke – Duke, uh, Duke's head coach Mike Elko leaves and goes to Texas A&M to get that oil money. Uh, so <laughs> we'll see how long that one lasts. I wonder yep. if they're going to give him a plaque without a year on it too. They have not. They uh, have not. Dang. Um, Learn from your mistakes, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, Duke controlled time of possession. Duke had more drives, ran more plays. Uh, both teams actually had 330 total yards combined. Um, yeah. No, it was a. I'm not going to say it was a good win for. Uh, Duke just because they got to a 14 nothing lead and scored three points in the fourth quarter to seal the deal. So um, any takeaways from you in this game and specifically? 
Uh, impressed with Duke to hold it together against a really quality Troy team. Uh, you lose your starting quarterback, you lose your head coach, you lose a lot of players uh, on the defensive line as well. So uh, solid for Duke. Now let's see what Manny Diaz can do down there in du- uh, down in, in Durham. Uh, and Troy, uh, um, his name escapes me. Troy head coach. Yes. Oh, gosh. He was the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. He was tight ends coach at West Virginia. Uh, Gerard Parker, Gerard Parker, Gerard Parker comes in from uh, gotcha. Notre Dame. He is the going to be the new head coach down there in Troy, in Alabama. Okay, uh, so again, nice job to keep it up there for Duke. But like you said, ugly score, seventeen ten. Not much offense. Rough game. Now the next one we're going to talk about. Um, first of all, <coughs> Jay is having to take JTC. JTC. Uh, Mona signs for JTC. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah, he's no, not he's dead. Fine. He's just in mourning after the bowl game. Uh, JTC had to use some of his uh, PTO to miss today. Um, we look forward to uh, seeing him next week on the recap show. Yeah. Um, Air Force beat the Dukes bad. 31-21. That's a 10-point win. Some could for say you downed the Dukes. Mm. Topical. They shot um, down the Dukes. Mm, the dog fight. Mm, lost. Mm, mm, don't like that. Um, <coughs> Air Force wins 31-21. They are your Armed Forces Bowl champion. Uh, Air Force jumped out to a 21-7 lead at halftime. JMU rallied to make it kind of a game. Uh, it was 14-21 there in the third quarter. But Air Force was able to hold on, score 10 uh, in the fourth to seal the win for them. Uh, Going through stats here, Air Force had the ball for 36 minutes. JMU had it for 23. Um, Passing the ball, here's the thought. Passing the ball, JMU had 248 total yards through the air. 20 completions, 33 attempts. 7.5 yards per attempt. All three of their touchdowns came through the air. Air Force? (laughs) (laughs) You would think with somebody who likes to, you know, fly in planes, they're high flying. Yeah, no. Uh, Air Force, 45 total yards, three completions, five passing attempts, nine yards per attempt, one touchdown. We love to see it. Service academies never change. Now, on the flip side, though. Yeah. Um, uh, Air Force... 351 yards rushing the ball. Good night. 63 yard or 63 attempts. That's 5.6 yards per attempt. They had three rushing touchdowns. Guess what? JMU had 35 total yards rushing the ball on 18 attempts. They averaged two yards a rush. Emmanuel Michelle for Air Force. 35 attempts. 203 yards and two touchdowns oh and i have a genuine question for you what's that why do service academy members never lead cfp or cfb in rushing yards i don't know because west virginia was the number one rushing offense this year yeah you would think it would be a service academy do you uh, part of me wonders is it um is it because they're they're a government like it's a government school, so well. I mean, no, it's not even that. Like, service academies, 
like, run like are the, they not allowed to lead and no they can service academies run the ball yeah. like that's the one thing that every service academy does yeah triple option run the ball air force put up 300 yards in this game so that i guess that's my question is like if you're that effective at running the ball why don't you do it the entire season i don't know beats me um Jordan McLeod looks solid, 20 for 33, 248 yards passing, three touchdowns, and that one interception. Nice to see him stick it out with his team after he entered the Okay, all right. We're, we're uh, getting – we're going to get to it. It's fine. But I'm just saying, it is nice to see Jordan McLeod stick it out with uh, JMU. Uh, also, by the way, uh, Kurt Signetti has done a, 100, uh, a 180 complete heel turn over there at Indiana. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he like, dyed his hair – completely and totally jet black and started wearing aviators on the sidelines now it's gonna be interesting to see indiana next year will he get blown out by 50 or will he be you know competitive in games out by yeah 50. we'll see um but uh duke's down bad yeah and uh it's a sad day here uh for uh the jmu dukes was really hoping they get that bowl win after you know the, all that hype and everything but after game day, man, they just lost it. After that yeah. game in App State, just Kirk Sidney was like, see ya, I'm going to the Big Ten. Jordan McLeod's like, see ya, I'm going somewhere else. But who knows? Maybe next year will be their year. They finally get to play for the – you know, their wins matter. They're, they get to compete for a conference championship game. Yeah. Also, credit to JMU. They weren't even supposed to be in this game, like, to begin with. The yeah. NCAA – banned them from being in bowl games and they had to fight tooth and nail to get the recognition to deserve it. So go Dukes. Go Dukes. Last time in 2023. All for you, JTC. All for you. We love you, Jay. On to this next game. And (laughs) Cole, I watched this game. I think a flag was thrown almost every play. Wouldn't surprise me. Kansas beats UNLV. 49 to 36, which is fine. I mean, that's an impressive. Jason Bean balled out. He he was 19 for 28, 449 yards, six touchdowns by the Bean, by Mr. Bean. Okay. Kansas. Jalen Daniels, who? Yeah. Hey, Jalen Daniels transferred to LSU. We already have a Jay Daniels as a Heisman. He's come back to Kansas. We already know what happened to that, Jaden Daniels. LSU saved his career. Jay. We we just need someone with the first name that starts with a J and a last name for Daniels. I just JT realized Daniels? that. Settle down. He he, um, he had to retire from football by the yeah, way. Settle down. Um. <laughs> uh, but the the big the, the funny thing about Kansas, mm. if you haven't seen this already, mm. Kansas had eighteen penalties for two hundred and ten yards. A new. Bowl record by the Jayhawks. Good God. 18 penalties for, again, 210 yards. They gave up two football fields on – in penalties. In penalties alone, they gave up two football fields worth of penalties alone. Well, I mean, it is the University of Las Vegas, so maybe they had the inside track or something. Didn't help him, but, but you would think but. that like Sin City would have had the most penalties. I mean, they penalize themselves in real life all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Don't 
topical. Topical. Um, Kansas had total time of possession, 38 minutes, 49 seconds. UNLV had 24.50. Both teams had 13 total drives. Kansas had 67 total plays. UNLV had 59. Kansas had 591 total yards. With the penalty yardage, UNLV had 596. Uh, what so happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and apparently a good team also stayed in Vegas during this bowl game. Topical. Um, no, uh, yeah, Kansas absolutely lit them up through the air. Uh, 28 to 10 at half. UNLV kind of makes it a fight. 28 24 at the end of the third. And then in the fourth quarter, they score three touchdowns to seal the deal. However, Jaden Maivia for UNLV, 24 for 35, 291 yards, and three touchdowns through the air. So both quarterbacks really balled out. I would say Jason Bean more so. Mm-hmm. Jason Bean uh, and Kansas and the Jayhawks, just really, they emphasize like. Early 2010s, Big 12, no defense, all offense, all gas, no breaks. That's exactly what happened to this Kansas Going team. Going through the wall. Yeah. They said, oh, we, we've got years to catch up. we got to catch up. we got to catch up. We haven't been good since 2008. we got to catch up with offense here. And uh, absolutely just balled out. Kansas watched, like, the highlights of the Patty Mahomes-Baker Mayfield showdown yep. uh, back uh, in – Baker and uh, Patrick's Texas Tech days, and they were like, "We got to do this. We, we got to go now. We got to go now." Absolutely. They saw Baylor and West Virginia, the first Big Twelve game that West Virginia played, seventy to sixty-three. They said, "That's the score we want. We're a basketball school, so we got to match basketball. We got to match the Hardwood score." <sighs> Lord of mercy. Uh, Kansas is your guaranteed Rate Bowl champions. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Jalen Daniels fits into this offense after Jason Bean has. Uh, proven himself time and time again while he has uh, been injured over the past two seasons. Yes. Um, so we'll see. Uh, good win for the Jayhawks. Rock Chalk. So far, I am one and two. I don't want to talk about it. You didn't even send me your predictions. Um, yeah, because I was terrible. I will go back through and listen through the previous episode to actually get I'm going to have a losing record for this 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 recap, by the way. It's pretty uh, it's rough. Not like the SEC is going to have a losing record in um, bowl games or anything like They're that. Five hundred right now. You're barely hanging. You are in last place for bowl games. I want to let you know that right now. We're doing great. Doing terrible. It's all according I think to West. I th- not West Virginia. I think Big Twelve has moved up to first place. Maybe I know we were in second place behind the Big Ten, but yeah, it's all according to plan. It's all LSU. come together. Al- LSU hasn't played yet. Um, speaking of uh, no defense, all <laughs> offense. Uh, USC-Louisville, also a game I dropped because I thought Louisville was going to run the table on USC. Nope, it was the opposite. It was the Miller opposite. Moss. Yes. What a guy. What a USC, man. You you guys have a quarterback. You, you thought you, Caleb Williams who? Yeah. Who? Uh, Miller Moss, 23 for 33 for a 69.7 completion percentage, 372 yards through the air, Six touchdowns, one interception. Yeah. Uh, Jack Plummer on the other side for Louisville is was 21 for 25, 141 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, though. However, Isaac Guerndo? Mm, yeah. <coughs> Guerndo. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go with your... Okay. 
Isaac Guerndo, 23 attempts, 161 yards on the ground, three touchdowns for the Cardinals. Um, 21 points in the second quarter. Otherwise, this would have been a very normal game. Yeah. Uh, touchdown was scored in every single quarter by both teams. Uh, Louisville spread the love. Uh, USC got to a 28-14 to 14 lead and stayed out in front the entire time. Uh, also for Louisville as well, turnovers. Uh, Louisville lost the turnover battle with two fumbles, one by Jack Plummer, um, two fumbles for the Cardinals, one interception by USC, but it didn't really matter. It didn't really when matter. When you're out by 28, yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Got you. Got you. So I dropped the L for Louisville here on this one. I uh, can't spell Louisville without, uh, let's see, one, two, three, three L's. Oh, wow. Uh, so, so, yeah, USC is spelled with, well, I guess if you count California, yeah. there is an L in there, but yeah. oh, well. Uh, I don't think anyone. You know what is really wild, though? Hmm. Caleb, like, Caleb Williams was the Heisman last year. Mm-hmm. It just is weird to me. Like he was, he's not. He was not Heisman caliber this year. He's kind of forgotten about. He's oh, been forgotten he, about. Yeah, he regressed. He's not been forgotten about. I mean, overall, he's probably going to be the consistent number one overall pick. Shouldn't be, in my opinion. He probably won't be. And he probably won't be. I know exactly who's going to be the number one. We all know who's going to be the number one. All pick. who's going to be the number one overall pick? Jaden? No, Daniels. No, it is going to be Jaden. Absolutely Daniels. not. No, it is. It's got to be no. Jaden Daniels. I. I He's going to go to the Panthers. <laughs> the Panthers don't even have the number one. Oh, that's right. They traded it. That's right. They tra- oh gosh. They traded their first round pick in 2024 <laughs> to the Chicago Bears. I'll see. So he's well. No, he won't be a Bears. I don't know who will be. Uh, right yeah. now, Jane Daniels is projected to go to the Raiders at five. Oh, okay. So, we'll see. Fair enough. Anyways, back yeah. to Louisville. USC. Back to college. Back to college football. Uh, Louisville takes the L in this one. Um, call them Louisville. Oh. And, and uh, USC wins the uh, Holiday Bowl. The Holiday Bowl in this one. Love to see it. Um, next up, the SEC. SEC. The uh, Texas Bowl, uh, or as we have called it, the Blue Creek uh, Showdown. Or uh, Red River Shootout at Home. The, Red the Walmart River. version of Red River. The Great Value version. Great Value. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma State beats Texas A&M. A Jimbo Fisher-less Texas A&M, I will say. And that's that's all I can do to defend that's Texas all I got to say about yeah, that. That's all I got. Um Oklahoma State wins 31-23 to win the Texas Bowl. It wasn't a game at all um, up until the fourth quarter, and even then it really wasn't a game then. Texas A&M was down 24-6 at halftime, rallied, made it 24-20. Oklahoma State scored scored their last touchdown in the third quarter. Texas A&M kicked a meaningless field goal to uh, save face, I guess. I don't know. Um, time of possession, Oklahoma State dominated. Uh, Texas A&M had one more total drive than Oklahoma State. Funny, they didn't score another touchdown. Um, Oklahoma State ran more plays, had more yards, and both teams had about seven and a half yards per play. Uh, uh, I just want to say, what a turnabout for uh, Oklahoma State. 
you went from getting blown out by South Alabama mm-hmm. early this year mm-hmm. to now having a double-digit win season and making an appearance in the Big 12 championship game. Ten and four for the Cowboys. Mike Gundy, goaded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, one, we've one of the all gir- known that. Yes. Imagine what Mike Gundy could do with like, like, like top tier talent. Imagine like, like if he if he had Texas A and M, if he had Jimbo Fisher's recruiting class last year. Oh God. Imagine what that man could do. Oh God. Why he doesn't have Jimbo Fisher's recruiting class? Yeah. I don't. I guess it's just because he's at Oklahoma State. Well, I mean, Mike Gundy has always been kind of the black sheep of the coaching family. Anyway, not a lot of people like Mike Gundy when it comes to Mike Gundy. Uh, he's awesome. He's, he's such great, a man. funny guy. He is. I'm a man. I'm forty. <laughs> um, but no, I'm glad to see that he's getting his flowers. He very well deserves it. Yes. Um. A lot of this game was through the air. 436 total yards for the Cowboys, 35 completions, 50 attempts, uh, two passing touchdowns in total for them. Texas A&M did not look good through the air. 372 yards, no touchdowns. They went 21 for 35, but, I mean, eh, that's something to hang your hat on, I guess. Uh, They had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Both teams had two turnovers. Uh, Texas A&M lost a fumble and had a pick. Um, good win for the Cowboys. Uh, bad win for Texas A&M. I honestly bad see loss for our bad loss. Excuse me. I'm, for those of you who don't know, I am very congested. I'm running on four hours of sleep. And, uh, yeah, it's fun stuff. So I apologize for all the fumbles in this episode. Um, on... The one thing that I will say, Gunnar Gundy got himself a rushing touchdown in this game. Before he transfers. One attempt, 10 yards, one touchdown. Good for him. Can you imagine walking up to your dad and be like, hey, dad, I'm leaving. I'm going to transfer. That would be heartbreaking. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, way to go, Oklahoma State. 10-4 and four on the year. All right, and now we get to one of the greatest bowl games of all time. Right, I will. I will say this. Here's what I'll say: is the Duke's Mayo Bowl fantastic? Absolutely awesome. Get, seeing your coach getting dunked in mayo was perfect. However, that Pop Tarts Bowl man was freaking awesome. The um, them playing hot stuff as the Pop Tart was being lowered into the toaster. Like the the human mascot pop, they did not eat a human. Let's very clear. I'll be honest. I was a little disappointed. I was really hoping that the mascot, like the the costume he was wearing, was edible. So I was really hoping that he was just people would walk up to him and take bites out of him. Yeah, that's really what I was hoping for. Nope, nope. Uh, just they, a giant pop tart. They baked a giant pop tart. Uh, K State. K State ate basically the entire thing. They they posted an aftermath picture, and honestly, it was pretty disturbing. <laughs> um, but no, shout faced. out to the Pop Tart Bowl. Honestly, one of the best moments. But in you college. know what? Huh. I I really like I like mayo on a sandwich. Some Duke's mayo. It's got that twang to it. All right. Let me tell you. I I I know that you are not. I'm I'm sorry to cut you off Very again. Fun. I know that you are not just saying that because of this game. I genuinely do know you have a preference for Dukes over anything. So, it's Mayo, man. He's not just saying that. I'm not just saying that. 
Dukes, please sponsor us. <laughs> please. please. Um, uh, Neil Brown, dog. Garrett Greed, dog. Jaheim White, dog. Cole Taylor, dog. Okay. Wyatt Milam, dog. Hey, Beanie Bishop, dog. Tyron Bradley, dog. One-handed, one-handed interception. That's your new Air Jordan logo right there, UNC. That one-handed interception. All right. <coughs> in the Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina, what was supposed to be a home game for the UNC Tar Heels turned out to be a home game for the West Virginia Mountaineers. It was really 75 to 95% Mountaineers in that stadium. They played Sweet Caroline. Country Roads was played at the end of this game. And you know what? Neil Brown got his well-deserved Duke's mayo bath. He hated every minute of it, but you know what? It was great. It was awesome. It was amazing. The trophy is beautiful. It was a crystal football like the old national championship trophy was. It was. Was it just filled with mayo? <laughs> it was not filled with mayo. Ah. It was actually a very beautiful trophy. They did really well on the trophy. It is. It, it was an absolute fantastic atmosphere. Uh, Bank of America Stadium. Absolute wonderful stadium. 10 out of 10 recommend, even if you're not a Panthers fan or something. Yes, yeah, like, I think the Panthers can't fill it up as much as the Mountaineers can. Dude, it was it was a wonderful, comfortable stadium. I had so much fun in that stadium. It was fantastic. But let's get into stats here. Garrett Green, the MVP, 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 Heisman, MVP <laughs> uh, of this game. Tw- 12 for 23, 228 yards, one touchdown. Cole, <laughs> very first play of the game. One 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 touch. Very first play of the game, one play, seventy-five yards. Garrett Green to Traylon Ray, touchdown. Mountaineers never gave up the lead after that. It was absolutely phenomenal. Traylon Ray honestly could have gotten MVP as well. He had three receptions for ninety-one yards and one touchdown. Uh, Connor Harrell, who was the backup quarterback, scared me a little bit. Not gonna lie, uh, in this game. Uh, with his legs, he was 18 for 27, 199 yards, and two, one touchdown and two interceptions. Okay, uh, it was just absolutely beautiful. Their uh, UNC had three total turnovers. They they had a uh, a muffed punt and two interceptions as well. West Virginia did have the one fumble by DJ Oliver, but you know what? It's okay. It's all right. Um, uh, we did have one rushing touchdown by Jaheim White. Just absolutely beautiful. Hey, Garrett Green, nine rushes for 64 yards. West Virginia's leading rusher in this game. But, you know, if you look at the stats, Cole, UNC had a total time possession of 34 minutes. They had they ran 68 total plays. They had 339 total yards. By that, you would think possibly UNC could have won the ball game. Nope. Nope. West Virginia had 228 passing yards, 164 rushing yards. Just an absolute beauty of a game by the Mountaineers. Um, offense came out hot and heavy. Did stall out there uh, right there towards halftime. I was a little concerned there. It was 17-10 going into halftime. But you know what? West Virginia scores 13 unanswered in the second half to go up and beat the Tar Heels 30-10. to West Virginia is 9-4 and four for the first time. They have won nine games for the first time since 2016. 
2016. That's awesome. With a Will Greer-led team, we weren't even able to win nine games. I'll 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 throw one up for for Will Greer in Horn that. Stand. Everyone, I think that's the one clip that I've seen. I've seen a lot of clips of Will Greer, but that's like the most famous clip that everyone knows about Will Greer. When he throws that when he gets that two point conversion at Texas and just horns down. Yep, the entire time. I'll throw one up for him. I have never. I have not felt so good about a team since since the 2017 off season going into a into a West Virginia team. Neil Brown's your coach, man. He's my guy. He's your guy. That's my After. coach. That's my coach. After five, four years of just absolute misery, okay, we finally get to an eight-win regular season, nine wins total on the year. Things are looking up, man. We are returning some young talent, okay? Garrett Green's coming back. What? Most of that offensive line's coming back. What? We're retaining a lot of the defense. What? Neil Brown's not on the hot seat. What? Penn State. What? Get ready. What? You're coming to Morgantown. What? Milan Puskar Stadium. What? August 31st. What? 2024. What? Because the Mountaineers are going to run wild all over you, brother. Yeah. I love Woo! the promos that we cut on this podcast. We got way. to. We got to. Yeah. Um, but West Virginia, nine wins on the year. Just absolutely. I've, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm thrilled. Wednesday was a phenomenal time. I had a great time Wednesday. Me and my dad went down. It was a wonderful time. West Virginia beats the Tar Heels 30-10 to 10 to end up going 9-4 and four on the year. Well, that covers our recap segment. Um. Now, we've got four games to talk about. Um, obviously, there are some games going on right now, um, one of which is Georgia-Florida State. The, uh, oh, it should have been me, Bowl. Um, sorry, that, that was honestly, that was a little out of context. They do not play till 4 o'clock, so we've got 15 minutes. we got 15 minutes until they start, but for anyone who's listening to this, likely that game is already going on. Um, uh, oh, as of right now, with a minute, minute and a half left in the fourth quarter, Ole Miss is beating Penn State thirty-eight to twenty-five. Penn State, who? Um, Maryland is absolutely dog walking Auburn in the uh, Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. SEC. Oh, wait, no, that's my conference. Never mind. Twenty-four to seven. Uh, again, Georgia plays Florida State at four o'clock. Real quick, call before this team plays. Who you got in that game? Georgia, Florida State. Yep. Uh, Tate Rodemaker is gone. They are still on their third string quarterback for Florida State, by the way. Oh. Give me the dogs. I will also, unfortunately, take the Bulldogs. They were the number one team for, what, two straight years? Come on. They didn't win. They didn't lose a game for two years straight. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. Florida State's got a great defense. It's just you're not going to be able to put points up after what we saw in the ACE. Now, maybe it'll be different a month into this, uh, a month. Yeah, I mean. You know, a month after your championship game, maybe you'll be able, you know, maybe like your uh, your your third string. Oh, gosh, who is it? I'm going to have to see here. Uh, not Jordan Travis. Why does ESPN list? Because he was the most valuable player for Florida State. He was. Um, however, you struggle. Offense struggled mightily, so obviously. Brock Glenn, Brock true Glenn. freshman. Brock Glenn, true freshman for Florida State. Um, he didn't do terrible, but also like 
they really relied on that defense in the ACC championship game. Yup. Uh, give me the Bulldogs. Yeah. It they, might be a little rough for Florida State fans. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, speaking of rough, let's go ahead and get into some of these uh, previews here. Uh, Liberty, Oregon. <laughs> Good flames. <laughs> no. <laughs> Remember what Jay says, Cole. Virginia. Virginia is for, cha- is for champions. Virginia and is for champions. Lost. They did lose. They did. So is Liberty. So Liberty, Liberty man, they're gonna pull one out. Hey, Caden Salter. One. Hey, hey, look, look. Caden Salter, thirty-one touchdowns, five interceptions on the year. Okay, twenty-seven hundred yards passing. Bo Nix still don't know if he's gonna play in this game. He hasn't made up his mind if he's gonna, you know, forego to the NFL draft or or what. But right now, let's. Odds for this game, Oregon is favored by 17. The over-under is 67.5. Bo Nix, Bucky Irving, question marks on both of them right now, if they're playing or if they are not. You know what I say to Oregon? It doesn't matter if Bo Nix and Bucky Irving are playing in this bowl game because they're still going to come away with the W. (laughs) That Oregon defense, man, it's it's been so good all season long. Um, they're giving up 17 points a game. Liberty's giving up 22 against much. Let's be very honest here. Against much much weaker opponents, they were they were they they had the hundred out of 133 teams. They had the 133rd strength of schedule. Liberty, yes, yeah, yeah. Oregon have what like the sixth. I don't know what their what what their strength of schedule was, but it was definitely not 133rd. Yeah, much higher. Um, yeah, no. Um, this is like we'll go into the stats here, but this is a no brain pick. Oregon's winning this game. I I so be, badly. It would be the Cinderella story of the decade. It would be absolutely amazing. Liberty beats Oregon as they're leaving the Pac-12 to go to higher ground to greener grass to go see play competition in the Big Ten, and you can't even get past Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl. That would be so funny if it did happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, Oregon is giving up 17 points a game as a touchdown. Liberty is giving up 22. Oregon's allowing 244 passing yards. Liberty's giving up 256. Oregon at this point in the season is still not allowing a hundred rushing yards in a game. Yep. Uh, Liberty is rushing the ball for three hundred and three yards a game. Three hundred and three yards a game. That's nothing to like sneeze at. That's a good so we'll stat. That's a great stat. Uh, they're passing the ball for two hundred seventeen yards compared to Oregon's three forty five. <laughs> mm. uh, both teams love to put points on the board. Oregon's putting up 44 points on the board compared to Liberty, who's putting up 41 points on the board. Um, yeah, Bo Nix, Heisman finalist, 4,100 yards passing uh, compared to Caden Salter with 2,700 yards passing. Uh, Quentin Cooley, 1,300 yards rushing. Bucky Irving, 1,000 yards rushing. Uh, C.J. Daniels has 988 receptions, uh, receiving yards compared to Troy Franklin on Oregon's side, who has 1,300 yards receiving. Uh, Caden Salter has 43 touchdowns. Bo Nix is 46. I so badly want to look at this Liberty, uh, Li- Liberty, Liberty team. Okay, as we say it down here, this Liberty team, 
and just be like, man, they're they're pretty even. They look yeah, pretty on even. paper. On paper. However, they played a this, this is Liberty schedule here. Liberty schedule. Okay. <laughs> Their last five games. Last five games. New Mexico State, UTEP, UMass, and Old Dominion and Louisiana Tech. Oregon, Washington, Oregon State, Arizona State, USC, and Cal. Now, granted, Cal, that's eh, kind of. Okay. You could also say that for Arizona State as well. Yeah. Washington, Oregon State, and USC. Compared to New Mexico State, UTEP, UMass, Old Dominion, Louisiana Tech. Liberty finished first in the uh, Sun Belt. Conference USA. Conference USA. Fumble. Major fumble there. I apologize. <sighs> Liberty did finish first in Conference USA. They won. They beat they they beat the Aggies, the New Mexico State Aggies, uh, in their conference championship game. Uh, Oregon didn't win their conference. They did not. So you know maybe there's something to that. I really want to see Conference USA beat the Pac-12. Just what a, what, a, what a send off! Just it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm going to go with the Ducks. I'm going to pick Oregon in this. I, I will not be salty if I if I lose on this one. I'm going to pick the Ducks on that one. Give me the Ducks. Oh God, we didn't. Roll time. Roll. I was just gonna. I was going to comment and say that we didn't even determine an order for these games. Like, we didn't set one, but as soon as – yeah, we, we know the order that we're we, going We know now. the order. Uh, Alabama, Boo. wrongfully so, absolutely after Florida State got robbed, Alabama becomes the fourth seed to take on Michigan in the college football semifinals in the Rose game, in the Rose Bowl. The only defense I, – I cannot stand Alabama. That's very well documented. The only defense I have is that they beat Georgia, a team who has not lost in two years to anyone else. So, understandably, kind of, maybe, but no, not really. Yeah. Um, Bama, Michigan, Rose Bowl. This is Jalen Milrow versus J.J. McCarthy. Jalen Milrow, 2,718 yards on the season, 23 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. J.J. McCarthy, 2,630 yards on the season, 19 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. Looking at the team stats here, Michigan is uh, scoring more points in a game, allowing fewer points in a game, allowing fewer passing yards, and allowing fewer rushing yards than the Tide. Alabama, putting up more passing yards, putting up more rushing yards. Michigan, we all know, is a dominant run-first program. And also a dominant defensive power as well, only giving up 170 passing yards the entire season, only giving up nine points on average the entire season, and and holding opponents to 87 rushing yards. Um, Jalen Milrow leads the Tide in total touchdowns, 35 touchdowns. Blake Corum leads the Wolverines with 24. Um, honestly, this is probably one of the most even-matched 
bowl games. I hate to say that because I hate to give Alabama their flowers, but it should be a great game to watch. But you know what, Cole? You hate to give Alabama their flowers, but they're not going to get any flowers at the end of this game because the Wolverines are going to run wild all over the tide. Give me the Michigan Wolverines. Give me Michigan as well in this matchup. Because, and here's why. Here, I will give you my reasons. Is, yes, Alabama has improved since the Texas game. Since the USF game, let's be honest here, their offensive line had looked horrible the first half of the season. They benched Jalen Milrow for the USF game. Okay, They even have a backup quarterback who now is not even playing football anymore. He's going to go in the transfer portal as a lacrosse player. Okay, So, didn't look great. Okay, Defense. Looked, they looked good on defense. They looked like a normal Nick Saban team on defense for Alabama most of the year. Offense has steadily progressed. Now, the offensive line is not where it needs to be. Nope. And it's not going to be – and I don't think it's going to hold up as well as some people may think against, the def- against Michigan's defensive line, especially yeah, against yeah. their front seven, their defensive front. There's, I'm just – I don't see it. Jalen Milrone's going to be rushed. He's going to be hurried. He's going to be sacked a ton in this game. Now, if he can stand in the pocket or if he can escape and be calm, cool, and collected outside of the pocket, then Bama's got a chance. But even then, Michigan controls the clock. They chew clock, okay? And they score when they do it. Every time they touch the ball, it seems like, they score. It may take them three days to get down to the end zone, but they'll do it. They'll score. Michigan, I feel like, has always been, and especially this season, they really do not care how many total points they put up as long as it's more than the other team. And in every single game this year, they have put up significantly more points than anybody. Uh, Iowa, one of the best defensive units in the nation, 26 to nothing. Yeah. Um, No, Wolverines are winning this one. Bama... Thanks for stopping by. Get bounced in the first round. Yep. Hey, Cole, give me a big, fat <sighs> horns down. Texas takes – by the way. Oh, thank you. Texas takes on Washington. Also, this is really funny. I pulled up Texas versus Washington on my laptop to look mm-hmm. at some things. Yeah, I pulled up Texas versus Washington in the Alamo Bowl. Oh. <laughs> from from a couple from last year, 27 to 12. That is wild. They're playing each other again. They're playing each other in a bowl game again. Hey, this one's for more stakes. This one's for a for, for lot more stakes, yes. This is the Sugar Bowl. Caesar Superdome, New Orleans, Louisiana. You know it's always a good sign when right next to that big, fat cow head under the starting quarterback <laughs> on FoxSports.com with two days until kickoff, it has a big old TBD. Is it going to be Quinn Ewers? Who knows? Is it going to be Arch Manning? Who knows? I would love to be able to pick Washington with a clear conscience. Michael Penix Jr., 4,218 yards passing on the season, 33 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Uh, team stats, Washington's putting up 37.7 points in a game. Uh, Texas, 36.2. Washington's throwing the ball better, 349.5 yards a game. Texas, 298. Where Texas catches them up is literally every other facet of the game. 
189 rushing yards in a game versus Washington's 125. Texas is allowing fewer points, allowing fewer uh, passing yards, and allowing 80 rushing yards a game on average. Taking a peek at the odds, Texas is favored by 3.5. The over-under is 63.5. Texas has a 61% chance to win this game, but let's be very honest, um, a lot of that is media bias. Quinn Ewers on the season is... If he starts in this game, they have not made an official announcement yet. 3,161 passing yards, 21 touchdowns, and six interceptions. I don't see a reason why Quinn Ewers would sit this game out, but the Longhorns have not made an official announcement yet, so that is still very much up in the air. Looking at last five uh, for Washington, they beat Oregon to win the Pac-12, 34-31. Beat Washington State in the Apple Cup 24-21. Beat Oregon State, go Beavs, 22-20. Beat Utah, 35-28. And beat USC, 52-42. Texas's last five. Beat Oklahoma State, 49-21. Beat Texas Tech, 57-7. Beat Iowa State, 26-16. Beat TCU, 29-26. And beat K-State, 33-30. <sighs> Both teams have played have played played close ball games all year long. Honestly, this is like Alabama Michigan is the Marvel movie. This is like the low budget adaptation that does better than yeah. the Marvel movie because this game should be amazing. Yeah. You know what's going to be even more amazing? When Washington wins, when Washington raises that trophy and they go on to the national championship game. As they take down the Texas Longhorns. Cole, horns Horns down. Um, Yeah. I love how you already set your picks because you know who's going to win that last game that we're going to talk about. Exactly. Um, Washington, just overall, Michael Penix Jr., Heisman finalist. Texas has had – they, they've only got that one loss, and that was to Oklahoma, who, by the way, way to go Arizona, beating an SEC team in the Alamo Bowl. Um, Arizona beat uh, Oklahoma there. So, um, Wait, they're not an SEC team yet. They're still a Big 12 team. Oh, no, no. They're, they were, they've been SEC for a long time. Yeah, they just couldn't handle the Big 12 schedule and had to, had to go jump, jump ship. I mean, like, but they're still technically a part of the Big 12 this year, though, so... I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Pac-12. Okay. I mean, uh, Arizona is a Big 12 team there. So, simple as that. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> um, Washington, uh, Michael Penix, that whole offense there, just... just Texas's defense beautiful. has been good all season long, but... I, if I... If I not mistaken, I'm. I think it's Texas who is the number one red zone defense in the country, if not red zone offense. I, I can't remember which if it's offense or defense. Defense. Defense it is red zone defense. So there's that. However, Washington between the twenties, pretty good. Yeah, a lot of known for their big plays. Okay. Yup. Uh, Texas, I think, is in the one twenties for. I don't have this pulled up right here for me. Uh, in front of me, but uh, Texas, I do believe, is in the 120s when it comes to defense between the 20s. So, uh, Washington, look for those big plays down the field. Uh, may not be able to score a ton in the red zone, but definitely uh, between Texas 20 and the Washington 20, 
they'll definitely be uh, be. Uh, yes, Cole, are you you're doing something there? Mm. No, Whatever. no, I'm done. I'm done. Go you're ahead. done. You're done. Distracted me. So go ahead. Hey, Owen. Yeah. Guess how many players Wisconsin sitting out in their bowl game? Cole, we're not talking about them yet. Oh. You said you're done. I, we already made was, our picks. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. We'll move on from Texas. No, it's fine. I mean, again. we already know. Horns down. Horns Washington's down. winning. Michael yes. Penix Jr. It's gonna is Washington. It's going to be a Michigan-Washington uh, national championship. So. I hope so. If we see Alabama-Texas again, man, um, we already saw that matchup this season. I just – I like the big-name matchups like that because it feels like it's – it just feels like it's supposed to be the main event, right? Like Texas, Bama. But Michigan, Washington would be such a better game. It would. And That's I would enjoy it more. Like I too. love it when it's the when it's the small teams, when it's somebody different than a big name, you know? Yeah. And like that's not even a small matchup. It's number 1 versus number 2. Yeah. I just hope it's not Texas Bama. We'll see. Moving right along. Hey, Owen, guess how many players that Wisconsin is sitting out in their bowl game? How many? Guess. I'll, I'll say 10. Higher. 15? Yup. Wow. LSU is sitting out uh, eight right now. The only One two. Of those includes Jaden Daniels. The only two that mean that we are losing starters is Jaden Daniels, who opted out for the NFL draft. JD5, I love you. I appreciate you. You're making a decision to sit out a ReliQuest Bowl to, <laughs> to secure Boo. the bag in the NFL. I don't blame you. What does he have to lose? Like, the man's already. If he be has like a career ending injury, like we've seen this year. Okay, that happened in the regular season. With Jordan Travis, that did happen in the regular season, but irregardless of that, it was still a career-ending injury. The more that you play football, the more likely you are that the next snap is your last, statistically. I get it. I do. I would love for Jaden Daniels to be in this offense. Because I'm I'm be honest, Cole. If Jaden Daniels was winning, this was a for sure win for me. Don't act like it's not already a sure win. It's it's it. You're going up against. Granted, a, a first, all right, Luke Fickle in his a first seven year, and five Wisconsin in Luke Fickle's first year. That's impressive for a first year head coach. Okay, going seven and five. Like to me, that's hey, you're expected to go have a losing season in your first year as head coach. Okay, obviously that things didn't happen with Brian Kelly because you're a spoiled SEC fan. But, I mean, not having Jane Daniels, we've seen Garrett Nussmeyer. Yeah, he's been solid. This season, 17 for 33. He's above 50% completion percentage. I'm sorry, 17 for 33. Yeah, above 50%, 51.5. 196 yards passing, one touchdown with a long of 51. 2022, 52 for 84, 800 yards passing, five touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, 2021, 
29. Hey, how's com- that defense of yours looking, Cole? Not great. Not great. Not great. Um, this is the ReliQuest. I think it's still the Citrus Bowl, if I'm not nope, mistaken. It's season. just... A little, quite, a little ReliQuest Bowl. Stupid. Stupid and dumb. It's the it's re- not. This is what makes college football great. No. What I'm saying is, is if it's going to be like... Okay, you want to change the name of a bowl, and I know this is a tangent. If you want to change the name of a bowl, at least don't just make it the ReliQuest Bowl. Or, like, the Pop-Tarts Bowl is fun. That It's a brand name, but it's still fun. You can eat a live Pop-Tart on television. You can't eat a live ReliQuest on television. I have no idea. Here's my thing. I think food and drink beverages should Definitely sponsor more bowls. Yeah. Like, like the Dr. Pepper Bowl. Imagine if you're playing the Dr. Pepper Bowl. Actually, Cole. We talked about this off air. But again, imagine if Exxon sponsored a bowl. And I'm bringing this up again. Yes, I'm bringing this up again. So Exxon, because our listeners didn't get to hear it, and I want them to hear this. Okay, imagine Exxon sponsors a bowl. Okay. The winner does not get dumped in crude oil. Okay, that's not how this goes. The loser gets dumped in crude oil while the winning head coach has to chase them around with a torch. Okay? I'll watch it. And I absolutely. Absolutely. It is Luke Vickle, Luke Fickle versus Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Who's got the faster 40? Okay? I, I Who's going to get lit on fire? You dump crude oil all over the losing coach. Vickle. I wonder okay? if he has a 40 ton. And then you just and then Brian Kelly has like a lighter that he's running around chasing Luke Fickle with, and like that's that's what you got. That's 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 the ball. I mean, that's how great would that be? Okay. Well, I mean, I imagine Brian Kelly is not a fast individual. Just like taking an that's honest, very true. taking the honest ga- uh, look at him. Um, <laughs> Luke Fickle is, I want to say, age. He, uh, I think he's like in his forties. He is. 49. Okay. My thing. All right. All right. Like like the this Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl yesterday with Notre Dame and the Oregon State Beavers. Go Beavs. Go Beavs. Uh, unfortunate. But. Unfortunate. But he got dumped in Frosted Flakes. That's great. That should have been made a bigger deal out of. All right. They should have done something bigger with Frosted Flakes. All right. Yeah. The Cheez-It Bowl. The, the, the winner of the Cheez-It Bowl gets dumped in Cheez-Its. As we saw last year. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. The Neil Brown got duked or got dumped. With, he got duked. He got duked with Dukes. Okay. He got dumped with Mayo. Okay. The Pop Tarts Bowl, they ate a live Pop Tart. That Pop Tart had a family. <laughs> they ate a live Pop Tart on national television. They did. Made him look like Two Face. Yeah. Um, I mean, these are great bowls that you should go to. Okay, these are great bowls that we should all be having, you know. Yeah, and then you have a bowl like the Relia Quest Bowl. Yeah, or like the Gator Bowl. Winner gets a Gator, loser gets an audit on their taxes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's is, just let's. Are, we are, went off the rails. Those here. are real <laughs> stakes that happen that should the loser happen. Gets Fed to a pit of angry alligators, and, and yeah, or or the loser has to go talk to the IRS. All right, yeah. <laughs> um. I can't. I'm done. Um, team stats, LSU is putting up 46.4 points a game. That was under Jaden Daniels. Obviously, he's not sitting out. 
or he's not suiting up for the Tigers in this game. Boo. We I, also had so a upset. conversation I'm about so that. I'm so upset for this because you, Jaden Daniels, went to LSU to save your career, to save your career. You do. You do more than that, and you've been the Heisman. Mm-hmm. And now you can't play one bowl game, one bowl game, to uh, one bowl game for LSU for the for the place that saved your career, that made you the the championship caliber quarterback that you are. Here's okay? here the is, NFL caliber quarterback that you are, yeah. and you can't do that. Forget it. Here is what I'll say. At besides the point I made earlier, where the longer you play football at any level, the more likely you are to have a career-ending injury. Um. Jaden Daniels, I will never knock him for what he did for LSU over the past two seasons. Thank you for what you did. Would I have loved to see Jaden Daniels suit up in this game? Yes, plain and simple. I This Tiger team is incomplete without Jaden Daniels. But this will give us a good preview of what we are going to expect next year. <laughs> Um, Nussmeyer, he is solid. He's fine. He is a decent quarterback with an above 50% completion rating. He, in relief of Jaden Daniels uh, this year, I know he, uh, in the Bama game he had to miss the fourth quarter. Uh, Nussmeyer was able to come in and throw that last uh, touchdown to kind of save face a little bit. Not really. Um, but I will never blame Jaden Daniels for that. 46.4 points a game, 342 passing yards, 213 rushing yards in a game. Wisconsin has a better defense than LSU does. Shocker. 18 points per game allowed, 208 passing yards, 137 rushing yards. LSU is 13th in the country with an 85% chance to win this game. The spread is 10 in LSU's favor. (sighs) I'm sad that Jaden Daniels will not play in this game. What I would have loved to see him do is come out and at least suit up, be on the sideline, if we get down bad or if he wants to play a few series early on in the first quarter or second quarter, first half, whatever, you know, you can. You have the name value there. You've got, you know, um, you've got the last few glimpses of the 2023 team before we kind of move on to the 2024 team. That being said, <clears throat> Nussmeyer, nowhere near as talented as Jaden Daniels. Based on his previous starts, uh, we do not know if it's going to be Nussmeyer, if it's going to be A.J. Swan at this point. Brian Kelly has not uh, listed that. Um, very, very likely that it will be Nussmeyer based on uh, LSU's social media, um, but could be A.J. Swan as well. Kelly has not ruled him out. As far as quarterback competition goes in the offseason, I know we haven't gotten there yet. We do not know who the starter is going to be for 2024. Likely we'll have a very large QB competition over the summer. Um, We'll see. That's the future. This is the present. 
What you got? Before you pick, I just thought of something. I'm so sorry. Of the players who are sitting out for LSU, Jaden Daniels, Marlon Martinez, Quincy Wiggins, Jackson McGowan, uh, Tavion Falk, LaTerrence Welch, Trey Bradford, um, Armani Godwin, Bryce Langston, and Corin Norman. Of those players, the team leaders in receiving yards, tackles, sacks, and every other stat outside of passing and rushing will be playing in this bowl game. Malik Neighbors, key among them. Go ahead. In a very close game between major opt-out versus major opt-out, I will be selecting the Wisconsin, Wisconsin. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be the yeah, LSU. Come on, LSU Tigers in a very close game. That ten points maybe may, that ten point spread may be a little bit less there. I I, I think it's going to be a close game, and and the reason that LSU opts out or the. The reason Brother. that LSU wins the game is because is simply because Wisconsin has more opt-outs. Yeah. Simply because Wisconsin has more opt-outs. If Wisconsin has their full team together. It'll be interesting. It'll still be – I think it's going to be a good game um, regardless. Um, I will be devastated to my core and um, – heartbroken if LSU loses the game and then I will be like mildly okay if LSU wins it. There you go. Because I'm spoiled as an SEC fan. You really and are. I want national championships. You're, you're spoiled as an LSU fan. I, I Me, don't. I'm excited because my coach got dumped in Mayo. And that's the perspective that we have on college football. <laughs> Fantastic. It is a wonderful world that we live It is a wonderful college. It's a wonderful world that West Virginia fans are living in right now. Neil Brown's your guy. That's my coach, man. That's your coach. That's my coach. Uh, but with that, we'll have a recap show on Wednesday, and we'll talk about the uh, national championship game that's coming up soon. And hey, Nicole? It's winding down, man. We won't be back on the air till July. It's going to be sad. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll see you before then. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll still hang out every week. We just <laughs> yes. don't record. Yes. Uh, but for that, I'm Owen Spelling. My name's Cole Connor. And thank you for listening to the Panther Pod.